Hey guys. Welcome back. I'm Mariah. And I'm Janelle. And you're listening to Buttoned Up Podcast. This week, we have our first guest on. I'm so excited. This episode, we have on Grayson, aka Lola Vuitton. They are a drag queen. We talk all things fashion, drag community, and we just think you guys are going to love it. Yes, it is so informative. If you aren't familiar with the drag community, you're going to learn so much. I've already listened to this podcast twice, and I was a part of it, (laughs) and I learn new things each time I listen. So you guys are going to really enjoy this one. Let us know what you guys think. Let's get into it. Okay, so should we just like get into it? Yeah, let's get started. I'm excited. I know, me too. Oh my gosh. Our first guest. Drum roll. We need to insert a drum roll. We'll do that. I'll figure that out. (laughs) We have Grayson here, aka Lola Baton. Say hello. Hi, everyone. I'm so excited to do this. I showed Mariah your Instagram and I was like, okay, I was thinking my friend Grayson should be a guest. And she was like, um, our first guest. I was like, say please. no more. <laughs> <laughs> I love yes. it. I was honored. So Yay. honored. Well, we're going to get into all things drag and fashion and just getting to know Grayson a little bit more. Um, you guys asked us some questions, so we have those as well. And I say we just get started. Want to do a little introduction of yourself? Yeah, sure. I, I'm Grayson. Um, I live currently in Ohio, Dayton, Ohio. I just bought a house last summer with my husband, who we also just got married last year, and we've just been living our little life here. And I started doing drag about a year and a half ago, two years ago, and have been doing it ever since, and I love it. So it's kind of just like where it is. Amazing. Well, how did you get into drag and what kind of inspired you to get into that world? Well, I feel like for a long time, I was like, didn't really know what drag was. And I I had seen it, obviously. And like, being like a young gay out at the clubs, like had seen drag queens before and whatever. Um, But then I became a fan of Drag Race and Dragula, two like very popular mainstream TV shows that support drag artists um and I got into that and then I started going to more like bars that had drag shows and started going to like more pride festivals that had big drag shows and I just like fell in love with it like I was such before I started doing it I was such a huge fan of it and like still am like I like I will not be bored at a drag show like ever like I love everything about it I could watch drag for like days and days and days. Um, And so the way I actually like got into it is, so I was a fan of drag, but I had been doing makeup for a long time. Like I loved makeup, like did all the like whatever. I thought I wanted to be like a YouTuber who like did that and did- I could totally see that for you. (laughs) (laughs) But I was like, oh, I don't know about that. So then I like, our friend- um one of my good friends Cora started doing drag and like got really good at it really fast and I just saw like how much she loved it and I was like you know what I'm gonna start doing it and just try it so then I just started going out like that and turned into all this that's so amazing and you said you started like one to two years ago 
Yeah. So I probably the first time I was in drag was like two years ago. And then I took probably like, like a six month like break and didn't do it again for a while. Cause I was just like super busy. Um, and then when the pandemic hit last year, I was so bored and I had like all my makeup and stuff. And I was like, I had literally one wig and that was it. And I was like, I am just going to sit around and every day I'm going to paint my face and like put a look together and do that. And I did that like almost every day of quarantine. And oh my gosh, that's a lot of days. Yeah. And so then that's like how I got like seriously into it. And then I actually started doing like, um, like Instagram and like Facebook live like shows because none of the bars were doing like drag shows or anything. And I was like, well, I'm just going to get on here and like do it online. And so then I started doing that. And then last summer when things started opening back up, I finally like went out and did like my first show, like at a bar. Your online shows. I used to, cause we were in quarantine still. And I used to look forward to those <laughs> every single day. Like I had a group text with our friends, Austin and Kelsey, and we would be like, Oh my God, five minutes. till it- <laughs> was <laughs> going live I mean it's still showtime yeah oh my like, gosh we were, we were obsessed they were so good and I I just remember like that was like one of the things I looked forward to most during quarantine because we had nothing else going on it was just like such Literally. a light it was so oh, good I wish was I so would have known fun. you <laughs> during I know. that time seriously and like there were so many like other drag artists doing that that like I got to see a lot of that too and that's like ways like other people were like continuing to make money during the pandemic. And I just thought it was like super fun. And I was like, you know what, why not? Like if people don't want to watch it, then they won't watch it. And the people who do want to watch it will clearly have fun doing it. So totally. I'm so jealous. I need to bring (laughs) them back. (laughs) Oh my gosh. You actually should though, because you did, um, you did a couple fundraisers too, which I think were just like, so good genius and like I don't know even though we're not in quarantine like that could be something that could just like live on I feel like anything virtual nowadays is just going to be like even more heightened because of the pandemic Mm -hmm. well you mentioned that you live in Dayton Ohio I love that I'm saying this like I don't know but where did you grow up um I actually grew up in Honolulu Hawaii um and that's where my dad is from and his whole family still lives there and they might be moving back there when they retire sometime soon but that's like where I spent most of my life and then we moved here right as I was like finishing middle school into high school and then we've been here since which it's not the most glamorous place to live and there's certainly not a ton of like um like gay culture stuff around and like uh, sometimes I feel like I don't really fit in here but it is super cheap and I love my life here and I have good friends and good work here so yeah I was gonna ask kind of like how that transitioned from Hawaii like island living to middle America like Midwest like that transition especially like as like a child essentially like how that was for you Oh my gosh, literally it was terrible. Like, because (laughs) if you think about like growing up, like Hawaii is great, like tourist wise, but like you can never see all the things that you would see if you lived there and like experience like all the things that like the 
people who like my family have had lived there like since they were like born and everything and like there's just so much like culture and like love for like the local people and like all that that people don't get to see and so it's like super magical and like I feel like I had like the best childhood ever and when I was leaving there I had tons of friends and I was like literally hysterically crying like the night we were leaving because I was like I don't want to go and when we moved here I felt like it took me so long to make new friends and like I was like it's cold here and the weather is terrible and there's no like beach or anything (laughs) yeah so it's a very like culture shock to me I can't even imagine Hawaii. I like that's a dream place to grow up, like to spend your childhood there. That's amazing. Do you have any siblings? I do. I have an older half brother and half sister, and then I have a younger brother. Oh, cool. And did you guys all grow up together? No, my older siblings um, lived in Arizona with their mom and my younger brother lived with us growing up. So and my sister and my older brother, like, were in and out. Like, they came and lived with us, like, for a couple years and here and there. But we didn't, like, grow up together. Do you ever see you and Alex moving back to Hawaii? Oh, my gosh. I wish. Um, <laughs> I don't think so, just because it is so expensive to live there. And, like, yeah. it would just be so – I mean, unless we were, like, millionaires, then – we wouldn't be able to live the life we wanted there. So I'd much rather live like somewhere cheap like this and be able to travel there and do a lot of things. Right. And have like more, um, just like get like more bang for your buck. Cause people don't realize how expensive Hawaii is. Like it's so expensive. Like even the food is more expensive, right? Because of like getting it shipped in and stuff. Yeah. And there's like, I remember when we were growing up too, like there were times where like stores didn't have like toothpaste because it, you just like run out of it and you don't get any until like a shipment comes in. And obviously like things are better about that now, but like that stuff still happens. Yeah. I, I even see like on like, um, like clothing websites, they'll say like, uh, ship to all States plus Hawaii, but like you have to add like an extra two weeks to the shipping date. I'm like, I would go nuts. That would drive me crazy. Like I need overnight shipping. (laughs) We cannot do our job in Hawaii. No, (laughs) like we would have to stick just to like the department stores yeah which is crazy insane but yeah I mean I'd rather like I could see us Alex and I like moving somewhere like to a bigger city or something eventually um and we've talked about it a lot it just kind of depends on if we have something to pull us there but -hmm. otherwise we're like pretty content with where we are for now yeah and you guys have the cutest house oh thank (laughs) you yeah we love it did you know you've been there yeah, I went there la just like that wasn't it this like summer? two months ago. Yeah, like two months ago. Yeah. Um, and we stayed and saw Lola perform and it was so fun. Oh my gosh, that's am- I want to see you perform. Yes. I well, to- I'm we're talking about I'm gonna try to come out and visit and maybe get booked for a show out there. <gasps> yes. <laughs> Which that would be like, I mean, I would be like am I dreaming like this is so cool but that would be so much fun like a pinch me moment oh my gosh I would know I'm gonna be your booking manager out here I've already talked to my friend who like kind of knows some of the local queens and I was like I want to get my friend Lola out here to perform we're gonna make it work we'll figure it out oh my gosh I would die yes I need to 
Yes. So good. Okay. Well, going off of that, um, do you just want to give us a little introduction into Lola Vuitton? Yeah. So my drag name is Lola Vuitton, uh, play off of Louis Vuitton, obviously. Um, Wait, I, I did not even know that. Oh yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, ding, that makes so much sense. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> She works in fashion, but whoom, right over the head. Yeah. <laughs> okay, continue. Sorry. <laughs> I love it. But yeah, so like uh, connection to Louis Vuitton, like hopefully they don't like come after me and like sue me someday. Um, <laughs> yeah. But I just like have always like been in love with their purses, actually. Like, uh, like since I grew up like teenager years, probably I like saw them around and I was like oh my gosh I want one I want one so bad that's like all I wanted for so long and of course like when I was younger it was those terrible like the never full ones that are so ugly now and it's like (laughs) why would you ever buy that but like um I like wanted one for so long and so then when I was like coming up with my drag persona I was like thinking of something like super chic for my name and like fit my personality and so that's what I went with because I like expensive things. Don't we all? Of that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I think Lola is like, Lola has helped me learn a lot about myself. And I feel like I love the way I look and feel when I'm Lola. And I love expressing myself through like crazy fashions that I like don't get to wear like in everyday life here in Dayton, Ohio, because that's just like unrealistic. But I, <laughs> I think my favorite part about it is just like the way it makes me feel, which is something like not a lot of people understand about drag. Like they think it's just like men dressing up as women and there's like so much more behind it. Yeah. I love that. Would you consider Lola a certain type of drag queen? Like I know there's like comedy queens and fashion queens and um, spooky queens. Like would Mm -hmm. you think you fit in a category or do you kind of um like go around that yeah I feel like I'm like I go in and out of things I definitely feel like I'm like mostly lean towards like fashion and that's like what I like the most um and I'm still like trying to find like my niche in drag and like figuring out what I like to do and what I don't like to do um because obviously outside of drag like I'm super busy too so I have like other things to worry about but I think that not not being put into a box is something like I'm very adamant about because like I want to be able to do everything and like I mean I find some things like I really like performing a lot but sometimes I feel like that's like that's not quite my thing like I feel like my thing is like putting a look together and taking pictures and doing my makeup and like stuff like that sometimes so it definitely like ebbs and flows yeah that's so cool do you feel um, like going back to your childhood, do you feel like Lola has like always been a part of you and you just like had to find her? Oh my gosh, seriously. I like feel like that all the time because I th- I think, and this is still true today that I, I literally have no idea what I want to do with my life. But like, there are so many things that I found in my life that interest me. Like when I was growing up, I was really big into art and I've been like a traditional artist, like a painter and drawer for a long time and did that in high school a lot and what I that's like what I went to school for and then I also did color guard 
like Janelle. And so yeah. I was like into performing and like theatrics and all that. And then I got into makeup and I was like into makeup and I, and I love fashion. And like, I feel like all of those things just kind of like started going like this and like coming together. And then when they hit, I was like, Oh, and I found like more about what drag was. I was like, that's what all of that is together. And so that's like what I really like about it. Yeah, absolutely. I was going to ask with like your artistic background, like, is that kind of where you pull a lot of like your inspiration from is like just having that kind of creativity that's always like brewing. Yeah. Because I've, I feel like as I've gotten older, sitting down and like drawing doesn't like feed or like painting doesn't like feed my like creativity the way it like used to. And so I think this is just that on like a bigger scale. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it seems like those like all those steps were like building blocks to like get to Lola pretty much. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. So cool. So I also wanted to ask kind of like piggybacking off of you saying you did color guard, how does performing in color guard different from performing in drag as Lola? Um, I definitely get nervous still. Um, definitely not as much as when I like first started drag because I kind of realized like it doesn't matter. Like people are going to like clap and cheer for like what you do and like they won't know like what you have planned in your head. And so no matter what you do, as long as you do it like confidently, then it doesn't really matter. And the thing about it being different from color guard is like, obviously in color guard, you're like standing there with like 30 other people behind you, like doing the same thing and like whatever. And this is like maybe a little selfish of me, but I like performing in drag because it's all about me. Like yes. <laughs> everybody's looking at me and it's all about me and like what I'm doing. And so I think that's like something that I, I like a lot about it because I feel like I've, I've never like put myself in that spotlight before. Yeah. Do you um, choreograph your dance or do you just like feel like whatever you're feeling in the moment you go for it? Yeah. I mostly like kind of feel just like, obviously like if I listen to the song that I'm going to do like beforehand or like whatever I kind of have an idea of what I want to do um there have been like a couple of numbers that I've done where like I'll choreograph like just the chorus so I can do at least like one thing that's like planned out or like something like that but for the most part I just kind of wing it how do you so pick- impressive <laughs> so impressive <laughs> I want to know how you pick the songs. Like, do you do it kind of based on your outfit or do you base the outfit on the song? It goes both ways. So like, sometimes I'll like buy, sometimes I'll buy like a look and then I'll put it on and be like, okay, what, what can I do in this? Or like, sometimes I'll hear a song and I'll be like, oh my gosh, I really want to do this. And then figure out like an outfit to go around that. So it goes both ways. And I honestly have such like I'm terrible at picking what I want to do like there's like certain places that have you like email your music beforehand so you have to know kind of what you're going to do and then other places where you just walk up and give the DJ your phone with it on there and so literally you I I love to like decide like one second before I start performing oh my gosh like indecisive sometimes that would give me a panic attack (laughs) 
I was just thinking to say, I was like, I would need to like know hair rehearse in my brain. That's so cool though. Yes. Well, especially because sometimes like I do that depending on like if I do a number and then I go back and change and come out and I know what the crowd is like mm. and like how they respond and like, you know, if they're like super drunk, like I'll just do a song that like everybody knows because they'll sing along and cheer and go crazy or like, yeah, uh, or depending on the show, like if it's a more like, um, like audience of like drag fans, they're going to love like kind of anything. So you can do like out of the box things, but like, uh, at a club on like a Saturday night, sometimes it's just like bachelorette parties and, all the drunk people from downstairs come upstairs and so you you kind of like cater to the audiences sometimes do you find like bachelorette parties and stuff like want like very classic like they want to hear like Britney Spears Beyonce like the very like classic bachelorette songs yeah lots of that and like but then again like sometimes I'll just do what I want and if you do it confidently then they they're into it and like obviously some people won't pay attention and they'll be on their phone the whole time or like they'll right. be so drunk that they're just like not there and why would you just even go <laughs> yeah truly but I mean that sentence you just said like if you do it confidently people are gonna like it I feel like that's mm-hmm. like a life motto yeah tattoo <laughs> like, that right, on my chest literally <laughs> or like some bars are set up where it's like a club and then there's like a drag show happening on the stage and people are like, oh, got it. OK, they're just like around and then they're like, walk over to the drag show and look at it. Or like some places is like, here's our drag show and this is what you're going to sit there and watch or like it just kind of depends. There's like a lot of different like factors to that. And obviously I haven't experienced like uh, like a ton of different clubs, but like in Cincinnati where I mostly perform, there's like an array of those kinds of things. Got it. Do you have a favorite? Oh, sorry. Oh, wait, no, go ahead. (laughs) Go ahead. That's the first time we've done that though. So I know that's pretty good. good. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Do you have a favorite um, like venue or way to perform? Like as you were just describing, there's different ones. Uh, Yeah, there's actually, I've only been there a couple of times, but down in Louisville, Kentucky, which is like two and a half hours from here, there's a big, big gay bar called Play, and they have the most amazing, like, stage. It's huge, and, like, you just have room to do everything, and it it makes you feel like, like, a rock star when you're on it, and I love that. Oh, I love that, too. (laughs) Rock star. (laughs) Yeah. Um, who is your dream queen to meet or perform with? Oh gosh, that's such a hard question. I feel like I've, I've met a lot of the people that I really like look up to now, um, as far as like local entertainers. Um, and I'm sure there's like so many more out there that I could find that like I would love, but like, as far as like really big names that I would love to work with someday, um, Pablo Vitar. I love Pablo Vitar. Love. They're like a, a Colombian, I think. Um, like singer, songwriter, just amazing entertainer. Really, really cool. And then like as far as like legend, like I would die to meet this person, Amanda Lepore. Okay. Okay. Oh, yeah. 
Love that. Like, you- that would be like so cool. We're manifesting it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> put it out there. <laughs> Do you see, think that ever changes too? Like kind of like what phase you're going through? Or those are like your two icons. Um, I feel like it changes a lot. Uh, it just kind of depends. But like, I feel like Amanda Lepore is a good one that like, I that's like iconic shit like like that one will like never change yeah like that that would be like legendary and I don't need to like work with her or anything like I think that's like whatever but to meet her and like just to see her I think that'd be super cool yeah yeah absolutely for me it'd be um Aquaria oh my gosh I love Aquaria I love Aquaria she's so good I want to get back into talking more about the fashion of it all. Um, where do you get your fashion inspiration for Lola? I feel like it's a lot of things. Like I feel like I draw a lot from like just like pop culture kind of and like TV shows, movies, um, music videos. But I'd say, like, as far as, like, designers that I really like, like, Iris Van Herpen, like, can do no wrong. Everything is, like, 10 out of 10. Um, Mosquino, like, I love a lot of the stuff that they do. Um, Let's see what else. I feel like I'm very, right now, I'm very inspired by, like, um, 90s and, like, early 2000s, like, pop diva, like, cool girl yeah yeah Yeah. I just love that style so much that would be so fun I feel like music videos probably you could get a lot of inspiration from because it's always like over dramatic and like they're always Mm -hmm. trying to like play into like that fantasy yeah yes oh my gosh uh like have you seen this one's like my favorite lately um wild side by Normani yes oh yeah the music video the fact that just like everything in it like the the cinematography the like the choreography the fashion everything is like they did not mess with that yeah it's literally incredible I watched it for like a week straight like every day I was just Mm -hmm. like I need to be her I know we actually talked about it on a podcast that was like not ever released because we were that obsessed with it but yeah (laughs) yeah I mean I get that one I like love it and like I feel like a music video is like a lot of that and like um I don't know if you've heard of the show legendary yes no Um, I don't think so so it's like it's like a reality competition for like ballroom like um like voguing ballroom okay and the the like fashion that they wore on that and everything like um Megan the Stallion was a guest judge on it and uh La Roach is a judge on it oh okay I have heard of it yeah okay and literally the fashion on there is just amazing too and I felt like I saw a lot of stuff that like inspired me on there oh I need to watch it have you seen it Janelle I have not seen it. I just knew of it because of law. I saw it mm. like on Instagram and stuff, but I would you love to watch it. should for sure watch it because it's very cool. And a lot of the like ballroom culture and like isms that come from that, uh, like definitely have influenced like drag culture a lot. Yeah. A hundred percent. I feel like I've learned a little bit about that from Pose on Netflix. Yes. And- oh, I have seen that. So good. What yeah, is amazing. what is legendary on? Uh, HBO Max. Oh damn it! But there's like little clips of it on um, YouTube. 
that are really good too that they have like the group performances and stuff Ooh, we're gonna have to go on a deep dive yes okay, okay I want to know the like the toughest thing you've had to work through with being in the drag community I think it's a finding like kind of where I fit in because like drag is so vast and like you don't you don't have to fit in anywhere but like you have to find out like who you are as a performer or like entertainer I guess Mm -hmm. and that's been really hard for me but I think the thing that like ties it all together for me and the thing I've struggled with the most was that when I started drag I identified as like a cisgender like gay male and through drag and like expressing like more of my feminine side and everything I like truly have discovered that I've I identify as like non-binary and gender queer and I think that journey has been it's still going on for me and it's been like very difficult because some days I feel like am I am I like trans enough am I femme enough am I going too far am I do I actually want to be a trans woman or like I've just been like struggling with a lot of like gender dysphoria I think which like drag has brought me like so much confidence in who I am and the way I present myself but I'm still like on that journey I think and so that's been especially lately kind of hard for me do you find it there's pressure to kind of be that one thing and put yourself in a box of being trans or being femme or being non-binary or whatever? Do you feel that pressure ever? I don't feel that pressure in like the drag community really at all. I just feel that pressure in like life. And I think that's just like from myself and like from the world, like around me, like I live in like Dayton, Ohio, where it's like not the greatest um and so I sometimes like I'm like well I wonder if I lived in like a really big city that has like more of a community that I'd be more comfortable to like be more who I am or like if this is like truly who I am and like finding that like I don't know that meld like I just I always tell people like I don't want to be like put into a box as far as gender and I think that's still true I'm just wondering like trying to figure out more about that for myself because I just want to be Grayson and I just want to be Lola like I I don't want to be like anything else really I guess if yeah. any of that makes sense like I no, feel like we're like, yeah. vomited no, <laughs> no it totally it does makes so much sense um you said that you feel like you put the most pressure on yourself how is it like with your family and your friends are they supportive? Yeah, definitely. I think like my husband, Alex is literally an angel from above. I don't deserve him. Like he's wonderful. And he's like, well, like, I don't, I don't care like about your body or like your gender that like, none of that matters to me. He's like, it like, I love you and what you are like as a person. And so whether that change like your outside changes or like however that changes then that's like that doesn't matter to me and I feel like that's the same for a lot of my like friends and the people that I I like care about the most and care about what they think I think support me in that way 
I'd like like to think I'm one of those people. Um, 100%. <laughs> you definitely are. Yes. <laughs> um, no, I don't. And I think that's like kind of the beauty of it is like there is no reason to be put in a box. And as long as nobody else is putting that pressure on you, I think that's really what matters, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's your own yeah. self exploration and people who love you are going to love you for you no matter what. And I think like Jen, like finding out who you are when it comes to gender is such a new thing like that it's not a new thing in the sense that people have never done it before because it's been such a big thing but like I think that people are finally talking about it more and so there's many more resources to like help people like me and I think that I'm just like kind of in the middle of that journey and I'm having a hard time with it right now but I know that like eventually I'll figure it out and be like confident in it because for so long I felt like I didn't fit in or like as a kid like I was so feminine and like so different and like got bullied in high school because I was super feminine and I just thought I was gay this whole time and then come to find out like oh there's this whole world of like people who don't even identify with either gender and that was like it like called out to me and so I think that that's something that you know, I have dragged to thank a lot for that. Yeah, I love that. Do you think um, us kind of being in quarantine and like this pandemic, like us really being able to like stop our lives and like just be able to sit in our thoughts for like months on end? Do you think that had an effect on you at all? I definitely think it did because, you know, before the pandemic and even like a little after, I was working at Starbucks for like years and years and I thought that I was gonna like do that and run my own store eventually and just be like this kind of like business person who did that and once everything shut down I was like you know what that's like not for me like that's not what I want to do like there's so much more to life and I feel so at home when I'm surrounded by like queer people and people who like understand that struggle and so that just like lit like my passion up to find like something that's like actually for me yeah I think 2020 I mean and going into 2021 had like so many shitty moments but I think there's like a lot of beauty within that that like came Mm -hmm. out of it you know yeah definitely definitely I feel like if you didn't take a look inward, you're a psycho. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> like a look inward to yourself. I know. You got like, issues. <laughs> <laughs> I'm definitely putting myself first now. <laughs> yeah. Right. That's like yeah. the thing that I've like learned recently is to like, and I should have learned this like a long time ago, but I feel like putting away, not serving the things that don't serve me anymore has made me like a lot happier yes I love that we talk about that all the time all the time because like me and Janelle like pre-pandemic we would have said yes to any job and now Mm -hmm. like we're like no we don't need to do those jobs if we're not going to be treated properly and I would have before I would have said yes to literally everything and now I'm just like no I'm not working for you are you joking Mm -hmm. yeah like I feel like we all kind of like awoken and like no more self-worth now and if it's like not benefit like obviously like we are all hard workers here and like we all you know work as a team in some sort of way but like if it's not doing like our mental health like justice and we're suffering for something that's not like groundbreaking 
it's just not worth it, you know? Right. And it's not to say that you're never going to do something that you don't want to do, but as long as, like you said, it's leading to that like big thing that you want, then that makes sense. Or like, and it's the same thing with like people, like friends and family, like if they're not like a hundred percent, then like, why are you putting like so much into that? You know, it's like, and, and that's like with everything, like work, school, your like social life like anything like that if it's not feeding like your soul and what you want then like why are you doing it yes Uh, I want that like on a (laughs) (laughs) t-shirt getting back into it what advice would you have for future queens who may be wanting to get into the drag community or are like apprehensive about it I would say literally just do it like there's nothing to lose like and who knows, like, it could be for you, it could not be for you, you can discover, like, so many new things about yourself through it, and, like, it doesn't, it doesn't matter what other people's perception of drag is, as long as you know what your own is, and, like, working towards that, I think is important, and that's something, like, that I feel like I've been learning a lot lately. And so I think that like, if me like two years ago would have heard that, that would have been really nice. Be like, Mm -hmm. yeah, that makes sense. (laughs) (laughs) But like literally just like getting out there and like going for it was one of the like best things like I did because I just like, I, you know, I started and like thought I was really good and I wasn't the worst, but like though, amount of growth that I've had like over the past like year is just like amazing yeah and I think that just goes to show in like confidence too you know like Mm -hmm. the more confidence you can exude is like like you said earlier like if you're confident about it like people are gonna love it (laughs) definitely and if they don't then whatever yeah Yeah, fuck fuck them them. (laughs) (laughs) uh do you ever like go back on your do you remember your first performance as Lola Oh my gosh. Yes. Um, How was that? So the first, so the, actually the first time I went out in drag was at Chicago pride two years ago. I went like, I was like, this is it. I'm going to go out to drag, like to the big drag show and just like stand in the audience and like whatever. And so I went out and I like, oh my gosh, looking back, like literally these pictures are like horrifying. I'm like, (laughs) who let me do my makeup like that Uh, (laughs) um but like I went out and the like met like just like incredible people and like at a pride festival like that like everybody's like so nice and open and it's like no judgment I mean obviously like there's judgment always but (laughs) like (laughs) but like that's the place like I felt most comfortable to do it first and then like a couple months later I decided we were going to a drag show here in Cincinnati and I decided to like go in drag to there because I had been like doing that a little bit just to like get out and like I want to do my makeup and like go to a show and do that and we were sitting in the audience and we knew like the queens who were working there like we have a good relationship with them and the queen who was hosting didn't want to do her last number and so she let me like do one and that's like the first time I performed in drag and it was in front of my husband, my brother-in-law and like sister-in-law and like a couple of our friends. And I didn't know like what the song was like, 
the host had like walked over to my husband and was like what time would she like want to do and he oh was God. like wait he picked it yeah but he was like so drunk that he he said like the wrong song I think because he was like <laughs> thinking it he was thinking of one song and then said another and he was like yeah she'll know that one and I came <laughs> out and like it was a song like it was um flawless by Beyonce oh okay um and I yeah and but he, I didn't know all the words to it like I knew like knew the song and knew like the chorus and everything but I did not know all the words and so I was like oh this is terrible <laughs> like damn it <laughs> yeah and but it, later I found out he was thinking of partition which oh. I do know all the words to <laughs> that's a great song <laughs> yeah um but I like somebody has like a video of that I think I have it on my phone but it is literally like going back and watching that I'm like oh my god that is terrible like you need to let that out there one day (laughs) yes it was so bad like like I thought I was like so hot and it was just like so I was like so timid looking back (laughs) at it it was very weird (laughs) at least you have it on video so that you can see how far Lola has come now yeah yeah it's like actually kind of shocking and I mean like back then like I was so grateful to like be able to do that and it was so much fun to do that for the first time ever like because I once I was done I was like okay yeah I know that that's like what I want to do yeah and yeah it's just like a cool time stamp to have even if it's in the archives. (laughs) Yeah, no, but also I feel like everyone has to go through that. Like I have like put on some questionable looks like on some people and I'm like, what, like who did that? Who let me do that? Or if you saw me and Mariah did the same like fashion program, if you saw our final presentation looks that we did. (sighs) (laughs) I have yours on video. (laughs) You do. It was like, we had to do like a fake, um, we had like a fake, uh, client scenario thing and mm-hmm. we had to like style based around that and I had, I had Lupita Nyong'o oh love I, that who did I have I fucked her up Carrie Washington <laughs> I had I had Carrie Washington and I did her dirty I need to apologize she's not know I did that look for her but I need to say sorry <laughs> That's so yeah. funny. We had like a theme. Mine was um 70s fringe. And I did like we actually like, got to go to showrooms and stuff or one showroom. No, we went to the Ruby. Okay. Of which a that's not house. realistic in life. You wouldn't bring one look to a it's clinic. true. It's true. But like the one <laughs> look I brought wasn't good. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I was, it was just like this long sleeve, like um, I think it was like Oh, I don't know. It was bodycon and it was just like fringe. And I like bought these awful closed toe Aldo shoes to match with it. <laughs> and I just really thought I was doing something there. No, I was like so broke. And I like got these like clunky shoes from Goodwill. Like they were so hideous, like so ugly, so dirty. And it was just not good. I bought and returned mine. I started that really early on. <laughs> <laughs> so you were listening in the class. I didn't listen to that part. I was listening um, and they asked me if I was studio at Aldo, like my first time ever. And I was like, huh? <laughs> no. Now we got good at lying. Yeah, now I'm good. I'm and I'm dead. like, what's that? I know. I'm like, these are for my mom, you asshole. <laughs> I know. I'm like, no, this is for family photos. And they got canceled because somebody passed away. Yes. Okay. Yeah. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, gosh. That's so funny. <laughs> Anywho. 
back on track. Um, (laughs) I tracked quite often. I know. (laughs) I love it. I love hearing about like all of that stuff. Oh my gosh. I wish we could tell more on the podcast, to be honest. Oh, about like our job. Yeah. Yeah. We send NDAs. (laughs) Literally. (laughs) They'll expire one day. (laughs) Okay. Um, I, I'm curious though, what is your favorite song to perform? Oh gosh. I don't know. That's a hard question. I feel like I like, it's always like I go in phases and I, okay. What, what is your favorite performance to date? Like, do you have a favorite performance? Um, I have this Britney Spears mix that is one of her, like, um, it's from one of her sets in Vegas. It's like, I just pulled it from like YouTube and it has like, give me more, break the ice and piece of me. And like, mm-hmm. I literally love doing that one. Do you, so have that a favorite, do you have a favorite outfit that you like to wear? Um, yeah, I, I like love all my outfits. I love the hair. I'm yeah. I feel like I can't like pick one, but I like I don't know. I like these like the purple and pink ones over here. Mm-hmm. Those ones are my What I is that, that green? Is that a dress? Um, no, it's like a giant like um ruffle coat. Oh, we love a ruffle coat. <gasps> Where did you find that at? So it's like um you just like put it, throw it over. Oh my oh, god. My gosh. <laughs> this is on your Instagram, right? You have a picture in it? Uh yeah, I think so. Okay, so if you guys want to know what we're talking about, go over to Lil Vuitton's Instagram and see this stunning green coat. And I'm actually doing a photo shoot in it tomorrow with a new costume under it too. Ah! Um, but I found that is from a designer from in LA B Kala. I don't know if you guys have heard of him. No, but I'm gonna look him up. Yeah. Yeah, he does like crazy, like a lot of crazy stuff, and does a lot of stuff for queens and um, just like all kinds of stuff. So he's like a big like line of those like ruffle coats. I want one. I know we do for for the grocery (laughs) store. (laughs) Just me and Trader Joe's. Um, and then I also wanted to know where you kind of got your inspiration for, I feel like you, do you think you have a signature makeup look? Yeah, I feel like I have like, um, a pretty like recognizable, like look for myself. Like people will look at me and like say, oh, that's Lola. Yeah. Like but I, I snatch nose and the cheek. Yeah. Like, where did you get that inspiration from? I think it's honestly just it wasn't like inspiration like that I found it honestly was a lot of like trial and error because I paint my face for my face and like for my features to accentuate like my own features and my face like doesn't work on everybody else's and like that's something like I learned like like when I first started drawing makeup because I was trying to like I would see like somebody's face and I'd be like, oh, I want to do that. And like would do it and it wouldn't look very good. And so then like, I just started trying like different things on myself and like different eye shapes, different eyebrows, like 
different like contour lines. And so I feel like it was just honestly a lot of trial and error to get to like something that really works for my own face. Yeah. I mean, I'm obsessed with it. I think that that trial and error is like necessary to like come up because I do think it's like such a signature look. Mm -hmm. And like, it's, it's still like evolving. Like I'll do like different brows every now and then. And like, I feel like I'm at the place where like, I know if I want to do something like creative or different, like I know what I can, can't change about my face. So where do you see Lola going in the future? I think that in my mind right now, I would love to be like a drag photographer. Like that's something I'm like super interested in right now, especially because I like, I love taking pictures of myself, like setting, like lighting, making my own, like doing all my own look and like setting up the camera, lighting, editing the pictures. Like I love everything about that. And so I could see myself doing that for other people too. But honestly, like I would love to have like, and this is like weird because it, it would be like a kind of a combination of a lot of things, but like kind of like almost like an art house that yeah. like does a lot of different things like that and like the creative you know all like yeah. within the same like cre- yeah creative yeah realm. Mm-hmm. I love that and so something like that because you know I don't like I like performing a lot and I will continue to do it but I don't see myself doing that forever and like I definitely think like my creative side is more geared towards like like the fashion and like the the like I guess the things like you see online rather than at like a drag show yeah yeah I love that wait I me and Ashley had this thought like a while ago it was always our dream but I can actually see you doing this Grayson it's like our dream was to have a cop like a little boutique coffee shop but in the back of it was like a full creative studio with like green screen and like backdrops and like just like Mm -hmm. this entirely creative place where people can come in and like create content and stuff like I can 100% seeing you do that like within the drag community or something like being that business gal but also like tying in that like creative love for drag and being able to do just all of it Mm -hmm. yeah and that's like that's honestly like why I went back to school because I wanted to learn more about business and like how to be more successful with all of the like artistic and like graphic design and photography skills that I already have and so I think learning about that stuff is gonna hopefully put me on the right track soon definitely will for sure and in the meantime we'll get you to California to perform yes Yes, please need Uh, that to happen ASAP yes I know we're gonna have to like find some connections we need to I'm just gonna be a regular at hamburger Mary's and like stalk them until (laughs) (laughs) I can find out who books them (laughs) yes so much fun yeah a hundred percent well regardless you're gonna have to come out here soon because you have a place to stay and then we'll we just all all hang out yes yes Yes, I for sure want to come and hang out with you guys because together you sound so fun and (laughs) I love all your like stories and everything. So Mariah's fucking crazy. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so chill on this episode. (laughs) 
I love it. I love it so much. We oh. were just talking about like how um she was like, you never get drunk. Like when well, we've only been on a few times. She's like, you never get drunk. And it's like, because you are blackout and I have to take care of you. <laughs> She's like, bitch, who is going to like take you out of the Uber? <laughs> we both that. can't be blackout. <laughs> well, so I the funny. one place I like heard you guys talking about that I really want to go to. And I don't know. You can tell me if this is like terrible and I shouldn't want to go there. But you guys have mentioned Delilah's a lot. Oh, yeah. It's fun. We should go. I want to go there. Yes, yeah, that will be on the bucket list for sure. Mm-hmm. The only thing that's annoying is you can't take photos in there, but it's fine. Yeah, um, it's, it's fine because it. we're too famous. No, we don't want <laughs> we don't want the paparazzi following us. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> OK, well, on that note, I thank you so much thank for you so much. I love this episode. So informative. I learned so much today. Yeah, I just like love talking about drag and like uh like queer culture and like kind of you know obviously every like queer person has their own story and like how they got there and like what's behind it and everything and like but I think that it's just so fascinating like stories like like people hearing more queer stories like this is like so important to where we are in the world right now yes and so I really appreciate you guys being able to like give me a platform to like talk about things like this because it's super fun oh of course <laughs> so fun yeah and we would love to have you on again and we can just like even go like further and go just, deeper like, yeah the deep dive into everything we talked about just on a deeper level oh my gosh yeah I would love to come on again and like maybe we make like a game out of it or something yes we love a game <laughs> we love a game and we'll do it on a month you're uh drinking again so like it'll oh, for sure. <laughs> yeah <laughs> so we'll coordinate that yes yeah. but I literally like I was so excited when you guys asked me because like like I said like Alex and I have been listening and I like when it started I didn't have time but then last week we were literally driving to Minnesota which is like 12 hours and I was like I want to listen to every episode they have and we did and I was just like obsessed I'm gonna cry wow <laughs> I don't even think I could do that <laughs> yeah I we lived it <laughs> we lived it and we edited it and we're like fuck we're annoying <laughs> no it was literally it was so much fun you guys are doing like an amazing job oh thank oh, you thank so you. much and thank you so much for being on again and um until next time guys Bye. Bye. Bye.